you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 314 of Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I've got Keenan Lamb of Baseball Prospectus talking about the A's draft class, who stood out, who's a future slam dunk all-star. It's not a name that I was expecting, and I am now very intrigued by the guy that he mentioned. So you're going to definitely want to hear that. But before I get into any of that stuff, it It is MLB draft season and the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast is covering every future star of Major League Baseball. Host RM Layton brings you player interviews and farm system breakdowns every day. Subscribe to the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You can also follow this podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. Odyssey, that's a good one. Uh, Also, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. Again, I'll be going live on Sunday at game time for their matchup with Cleveland. And uh, that's that's really all that I got for you guys. Today's episode is a little bit shorter than the last couple. I figured that I kept you here long enough for those ones. So this one is a little bit shorter. Hopefully you guys enjoy learning a little bit more about the A's 2021 draft class. So here it is, my conversation with Keenan Lamb of Baseball Prospectus. All right, today I am joined by the senior MLB draft writer at Baseball Prospectus. It is Keenan Lamb. Keenan, how are you doing today? I'm very good, Jason. Thanks for having me. We're uh, post-draft now, so I guess we have to start looking forward to 2022. Are you ready to do a mock draft right oh, now for 2022? right now, yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I am- no. I am not a draft person necessarily. I will keep up with uh, who the A's take or, you know, some interesting names that I've heard of like Jack Leiter, Kumar Rocker, you know, those, where did they end up? But generally, as opposed to scouting everybody, I'm like, who did my team take? What do I have to learn about these 20 guys? And uh, that, that's kind of why you're here. So thank you for uh, yep. for showing up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my first question, and this is not about uh, the A's in particular, but how are you doing? This is a very busy time for you. Are you getting any sleep? How, what, what's next for you right now? What's coming up at Baseball Prospectus? Well, what's kind of weird this year, the, the draft was pushed back about five weeks, right? It used to be like first week of June. And today actually marks the beginning really of the 2022 draft cycle. And I'm not kidding about that. Uh, in St. Petersburg, Florida, there's a the big perfect game national event, which has hundreds of the best high school players that are going to be draft eligible next year and hundreds of scouts and colleges are going to be there uh, recruiting players and uh, scouting guys. So um, I unfortunately decided to sit that one out. So uh, I'm not at that one, but it's, it's, we're getting going for the next season. Um, There's not a whole lot of time for, you know, looking too much back at what happened. I I will review it a little bit, especially with you and also on a, baseballperspectus.com but it's tough to really say like who is got the best draft class at this point when you're not really expected to see these players for a couple more years for sure and 
I, I was hearing uh, from a, a different podcast that I listened to effectively wild. Uh, they're fantastic over there. They're always talking about writers that you guys have baseball prospectus, mm -hmm. but uh, they were saying that in talking to front offices, the month or the extra five weeks did not help them at all. They just basically spent a lot of time preparing for next draft. Anyway, they were like, yeah, we already know what we're doing. It's fine. Just, just make it happen right now. It seemed like a weird timing issue. And I know that, you know, COVID and all that stuff, but it was very, very strange. Yeah, they tried to fill that void with the MLB Draft League, which comprised some of the teams that were um, erased from the, the minor league systems, uh, you know, kind of big upheaval there. And I think that that really didn't do a whole lot. There wasn't a whole lot to scout there. It was mostly a lot of like kind of B-level, mid-round mid kind of talent. Um, and then the MLB Draft Combine, they tried to kind of make it NFL-esque in some ways. And actually, I think that was beneficial for teams but that still could have been a month earlier and you still have the access to the players and the draft is kind of in the same spot where it once was before so you're absolutely right i don't know other than trying to give it a bigger magnifying glass during all-star weekend i don't know if it really changed much if anything benefited those trying to draft those players I guess the one thing is there's been a little bit of time since the, the season actually ended. So maybe that little bit of a break before they go into pro ball could be beneficial to them. Uh, we've seen guys like just be dead tired and lose velocity when they make their pro debut and then gain velocity back in their for, first full season. So maybe that's something, but that's, you know, grasping at straws, really. Right. There's still, it's a, it's a work in progress. They're trying to figure out what works and doesn't work. And with, with the loss of the short season minor league affiliates, I think you're going to see a far fewer draftees actually participating in minor league baseball this year. I think you're going to see most of the pitchers shut down while they'll just be working out at the complexes. And uh, some of the position players, especially on the college side, you might see them assigned to some full season affiliates and maybe the complex leagues, but I think they're going to just wait it out and see what happens next year. So let's talk about the A's draft class just a little bit. Um, you can read wherever, you know, all the names, wherever you want to. There's a few that have stood out to me, but I want to know who stood out to you. Are there any guys that the A's drafted that will be cracking their top 30? I assume that there's a few names on there. Or do they have a potential uh, addition to Tyler Soderstrom in the top 100 of Major League Baseball prospects? How, how did that go? How are they doing? How are they looking right now? Sure. Well, first of all, Tyler Soderstrom we ranked very high in our midseason top 50 at baseballperspectus.com. Um, we took him from a guy who just missed our top one on one in the off season. We had some really good reports um, from the fall instructional league to he's now you know, cracking the top 20 prospects mm -hmm. in, in minor league baseball. So he's a very fun uh, guy to be watching moving forward, uh, at least offensively is still seems like defensively. He's got some things to work out. I don't know if he's a catcher long-term, um, but Max Muncie, uh, the D younger Max Muncie, the other <laughs> Max Muncie. Yeah. There, there's so many jokes out there. It's almost like yes. meme worthy at this point. Um, you know, their first round pick at number 25, He's a nice player. He got a lot of different conflicting reports. Um, I think he pretty easily slots into like in a two to four range for the athletics uh, top prospects. Um, there are some scouts that believe he was more of a third round pick. Some believe that 
the work ethic and the present tools that, that probably put him into that late first round discussion. It also sounded like he was commanding a pretty decent signing bonus in order to nullify his commitment to the University of Arkansas. So it sounds like he might go for a little bit more than the $2.75 million that that slot bonus has for the A's. And you kind of see that in some of the picks that they took after him. It was a lot of college performers, nice players, but nobody that really lacked like the big potential, like the kind of the wild card factor. I think their second round pick, Zach Geloff, he's going to be in their top 30 prospects easily. I think that's a pretty pretty easy one. But uh, Mason Miller, he's a senior signed or third round pick who – He's probably not going to uh, sign for the full amount of $599,000. I think that's a way to help pay for Muncie. It, it's it's a lot of players that are good players. I don't know if it's a lot of players that have a ton of potential in a system that kind of lacks a lot of that top-end talent, to be honest. Hey, it's me again. Just wanted to butt in. Uh, he mentioned that they ranked Tyler Soderstrom very, very high, and I had read it the previous night, but I looked it up again. He is ranked number 14, according to Baseball Prospectus, among all Major League Baseball prospects. He is the number 14 prospect, and if you've listened to the podcast uh, in the past, I have looked at stat lines before with Tyler Soderstrom and Noel V. Marte of the Seattle Mariners. They are both the youngest in their leagues and they have almost identical stats and they ranked Noel V. Marte number 15. So I just wanted to throw that one in there as well. I also wanted to take advantage of this break to tell you that today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free long cut and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On A's listeners a special offer right now. You can enjoy a can for just $1. That's right, just $1. Go to FullyLoadedChew.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. Just $1 and free shipping if you use the code LOCKEDON at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make it a Fully Loaded Chew at FullyLoadedChew.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, and you can save money and time while using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years, and Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto parts and needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And now back to my conversation with Keenan Lamb of Baseball Prospectus. Um, mm-hmm. Do you see any quick risers potentially with the A's draft? Uh, you said that they, you know, uh, baseball teams may just shut down a lot of the pitchers just because uh, timing and all that stuff. But do you see any quick risers potentially? 
I think, well, let's also like acknowledge a couple of things that what the A's are known to do. It, these are organizational philosophies, both on a player development side and the scouting side. So they took Muncie, a high schooler, with their first pick, 25th overall. And the next 19 picks were all college players. So that's pretty interesting. That tells you something that they would much rather deal with the certainty of the college player that has a little bit longer track record, is a little bit more physically filled out. You're not guessing as much. So that that's something to identify. So those players are automatically going to be a little bit closer to the big leagues, as is just with the age baked in. Um, some of the guys that might be a little bit quicker um, that moving up, I think uh, – Two really come to mind. Um, Brett Harris, who was their seventh round pick out of Gonzaga. He's a very good defensive player. Um, didn't really hit for a whole lot of power, but was your typical A's player who walked more than any struck out, had a very high on base percentage. And I think that with some swing tinkering, because of his size, he's like 6'3", 210. I think he can hit for a lot better pop than like the, I think he had seven or eight home runs this past year at Gonzaga. So I think he's a guy who might've been undervalued that slid on the radar with some tweaks could be a very decent player. And another one is a sixth round pick Grant Holtman out of Cal Berkeley, where he was a two way player. He kind of dabbled them both. And I think if you just develop him one way as a pitcher, I would really like to see a six foot six guy with his kind of physicality, just commit fully to pitching and see where that could take them. I think those are two interesting names. One, the guy that stood out to me, and uh, I, I didn't bring him up to you, so I will make it quick, but uh, Eduardo Rivera, he's a lefty. He's six foot seven, and you put lefty and six foot seven together. I'm like, I'm intrigued automatically. Uh, I feel like they're going to be a great pitcher, especially if they are developed with the Oakland A's. It seems like they've been going after tall lefties recently. Uh, maybe I've just taken notice, you know, they had Nick Turley, uh, come in uh, as a waiver claim and then they DFA him, uh, during the spring training. I'm just always intrigued by guys that are tall lefties. I assume that they throw gas and, uh, I, that's another one that I'm intrigued by, but, uh, g- give me tall pitchers. I'm always on board. Um, so what grade would you give the A's draft? that one's always a tough question because people want that like instant analysis on, on guys who, you know, aren't going to be in the big leagues for another couple of years. Um, so instead of giving you the, you know, the, the easy, uh, incomplete cop out grade, <laughs> I think this was a, I would say I'm going to, I'm going to give you two different grades. I'm going to say that in my opinion, it's like a B minus class might maybe even a C plus. And it's just because I think it really lacks a lot of the, the high-end potential that you really could have shot for the moon with this draft, especially on the high school side. This was a really deep, really good high school class, and they went almost exclusively on the college side, which was not really as good as most years. So I would have liked to have seen maybe a couple other risks, and I, I use that loosely, air quotes, risks in some of those early picks to try and nab a couple of those high school players. But on the other hand, and this is where the other grade comes in, it's really hard to argue with what the A's have done with the way they draft and develop their players. They're just a different type of organization, and it works for them. So me being an outsider, I can grade all I want. I'm quite certain that when they look at their draft board, you know, you know, last night and early today, they're very happy with the guys that they got because they're players that they identified are going to be good fits for their organization. And they think they're going to be uh, future MLB players. And I especially think that, it, that they're really their top 11 or 12 picks 
you know, I don't have to squint too hard to see them as big leaguers. And that's really what you want. You want to just get valuable MLB assets. I'm completely on board. Denzel Clark and CJ Rodriguez are two other guys for varying reasons, but that I'm also very intrigued by uh, Rodriguez, obviously being on Vanderbilt and catching a couple of the, the aces of the draft. So uh, I think that that is just something uh, maybe I've read too many books on how to draft in football, but I'm like that, that that's the characteristic that you want in a catcher is somebody who's done that on the big stage. And so I'm excited about him. Uh, you know, I know that his hit tools, you know, okay. And his catching's all right, but let's see what he can do at the very least. Hey, it's me again. I just remembered that yesterday, as you're hearing this, I was on the Locked On Today podcast for a second time talking about the A Stadium situation. So if that's something that you're interested in, go check out the Locked On Today podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's on the Odyssey app, wherever you like hearing podcasts. And also, I wanted to tell you that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of of the action at bet online do you have a pick for the second half did you listen to my episode yesterday with nash walker of locked on twins we made our own picks for the second half if you like those go to bet online and throw some money down on the toronto blue jays also you can get all the latest news odds and info for all of your sporting needs including baseball basketball the nfl and all of your ufc or mma action before the next pitch head on over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't set on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams continue their quest for championship glory head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on and that is why everybody says that bet online are your online sportsbook experts and before I get back to my conversation with Keenan Lamb of Baseball Prospectus, make sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, I've got a very interesting announcement coming up at some point in the next couple of weeks, I assume. So, uh, Make sure to follow us on social media so that you hear about that because we've got some more A's coverage coming your way. Uh, so I got an announcement coming. Follow us on social media. And here's the rest of my conversation with Keeman Lamb of Baseball Prospectus. Uh, I got two more for you. The first one is one pick in the first half and the second half of the draft that have stood out to you that you kind of like. Um, I think in the first half, there, there's a bunch of those college players that I really like. I mean, you, you mentioned Clark and Rodriguez. I already talked about Holman and Harris. Uh, I think Drew Swift in the eighth round is another one. You saw a lot of these players who are very good defensively, which is kind of an interesting thing that you see this common denominator amongst a lot of these draft picks is that they're very good defensively, especially Drew Swift. I mean, he, he's a wizard at shortstop. And he could move around the infield a little bit. He had to do that uh, when he was at Arizona State for a number of years. So I, I really like their their three through eight picks just because I think that they, at the very worst, could be very good defensive value picks. Um, and hopefully you can uh, develop that hit tool a little bit more. And they also have shown some you know offensive ability. It's just a matter of how much better can they get. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the second half goes, I think one name to really highlight was out of NC State outfielder Johnny Butler, who also played a little bit of first base too when I saw him earlier this spring. He's a guy who has a great uh, – uh, 
his great hitting ability within the zone. He has some strikeouts in his profile, and that's true. But if you throw him a cookie, he's going to do some damage. And you know, one of one of my what I would call one of my mentors, one of my scouts that I, I followed a lot when I was first getting into this business, he said the players that take advantage of the mistakes the most, the ones that are just right down the middle that the pitcher knew he got away with one, those players are going to make all star games. Not just like be good players, but the ones that can t- can take advantage of the mistakes. Those are going to be the all star players. And Johnny Butler, he's a guy that just hit the heck out of the ball when pitchers made mistakes. And he was very good at NC State this year. And I think he's a definitely an interesting one to watch. I had not paid much attention to Johnny Butler yet, and now I'm super excited. Future all-star Johnny Butler. (laughs) (laughs) So last thing that I got for you, your Twitter bio says that you are a part owner of the Green Bay Packers, and I know that they are owned by the public, but can you give me any insight into the Aaron Rodgers saga? Is he staying? Is he going? Is he going to report? Is he getting traded? What's going on? Uh, sources uh, close to my ownership group would say that uh, we really hope to have him in camp <laughs> this fall. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's a NorCal guy, and I, I will forever love Aaron Rodgers, and I'm, I'm team Aaron Rodgers with how that all, has all gone down. But, uh, yeah, it's I, I'm a very much a spoiled Packers fan because my entire <laughs> life I've had two Hall of Fame elite quarterbacks and most teams can't say that for an entire you know generation or an entire history so i'm very lucky i mean i grew up as a niners fan just because the raiders were not you know here when i was uh, alive and whatnot and we had montana and then steve young and uh, that that was pretty nice too and then jeff garcia that's close downhill <laughs> so it's been fun but if he doesn't uh, come back and re-sign with the team are you guys just going to move from green bay or uh, what, how does that work because that's just how i assume things happen because i'm an a's fan it, it, it's it's a house of cards yeah like if you take him out i don't really know what happens i'll, I'll be very disappointed i'll tell you yes. that much but uh, well, i don't, I, I don't, I don't even want to think comes. about it <laughs> yeah. i hope that he shows up for you guys because uh that that changes the complexity or the uh complexion of the entire season right there so uh the entire league yeah (laughs) all right well thank you so much for joining me keenan uh where can people find you on social media and what do you guys got coming up at uh baseball prospectus sure baseball prospectus uh i'm going to be doing a little bit more pro coverage is that time of year to actually start going to minor league games a little bit more but you can always find my work there at baseballprospectus.com at uh on twitter at Keenan Lamb, K-E-A-N-A-N-L-A-M-B. And if you want to see video of Zach Geloff for CJ Rodriguez, you can go to YouTube, my YouTube channel, uh, Keenan Lamb. I got video there and you can see what they look like. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. A huge thank you to Keenan Lamb for getting me super excited about Johnny Butler, the cookie masher, and future all-star for the Oakland Athletics. I love hearing that. That is something that I had no idea about, so thank you for getting me super excited, Keenan. Uh, I thoroughly appreciate him stopping by. He's fantastic. Go follow him on social media. Check out his YouTube page, too, because uh, that's what people are doing these days. They're doing the YouTubes, and he is fantastic over there as well. So uh, that's all the 
what I got for you guys today. Tomorrow, I'm talking to Jeff Ellis of Locked On Indians. And we're going to be talking about the state of the Indians, getting you ready for the weekend series against Cleveland, and also probably some draft stuff because he is also a draft hound. So it's just great timing for the series matchup and all that stuff. So we'll be talking about a whole bunch of good stuff on tomorrow's episode. And uh, then next week, we've got the big vote, the 720 vote. We'll be talking about that. That might even be like a mid-afternoon episode, you guys. I, we'll find out because yay or nay, there's going to be plenty to discuss. So make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. Again, I'm going live on Sunday at game time. So be there or be square. Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.